Thanks to the Harrington family, Joe, Jackie, Violet, and Max. Thank you for sharing this first of our four Advent readings. We're going to be going through the Gospel of Luke this Advent. So that was a great way to start. Thanks for getting us going so strongly, you four. And now, friends, I want to talk about joy. And to do it, I'm going to break one of the cardinal rules of preaching. So they tell you in seminary that when you preach, you shouldn't talk about yourself in your sermon. Now, most of you who know me know that that is a rule I break often, like probably almost every time that I preach, right? But they also tell you that if you are going to talk about yourself, that you should make sure that it's a self-deprecating story. Like you shouldn't come off looking like the hero. And that's a rule that I actually almost always try and follow. But I'm gonna break it this time because I want to tell you what happened a couple Thursdays ago and the two brilliant things that I did. So in my family, Thursday nights are Sabbath, which for us means that once dinner's on the table, you're not allowed to do anything productive for the rest of the night. And usually there's some kind of special treat food involved in it. But on this particular Thursday that I wanted to tell you about, it had been a hard day, kids were being difficult, and um, dinner was late and was like, I don't know, mac and cheese or nothing special at all. And it was gonna be like 9.30 by the time we ate dinner. So I was annoyed because it was like, what a rip. I'm only going to get like one hour of Sabbath this week. That stinks. And that is when I had my first brilliant idea. I ordered a half dozen cookies and a pint of ice cream from a place called Insomnia Cookies. I don't know if you've heard of this chain, but they specialize in delivering freshly baked, still warm cookies at all hours of the day. This is totally brilliant, right? Totally brilliant. And um, there's an insomnia cookies really close to our new house. So I uh, do the order online, jump in the car, and like three minutes later, I'm outside the store and I was just about to go and I thought, oh, you know what? I should probably tip them. And since I ordered online, I hadn't seen any way to put in a gratuity. So I opened the glove box and I'm looking for a couple bucks. And all I found was a $10 bill. I'm like, well, darn, I mean, I'm not gonna give them a $10 tip. The whole order is hardly more than $10. But I did feel a little bad about not giving them anything. And that is when I had my second brilliant idea, which was, uh, what the heck, might be fun. <laughs> So I grab the $10 bill and go in. The store is empty. It's like 10 o'clock on a weeknight. And there's two maybe high school or college age kids working the place, but they're just sitting around in the back with nothing to do. But one of them comes forward and, you know, gets my box of cookies out of the warmer and hands it over and I hand back the bill. And um, I was already halfway out the door before this kid noticed the denomination, but I glanced back and they were just staring at it with these big eyes and yelled after me like, oh, uh, thanks, as I walked out the door. Uh, so, of course, this is not actually a hero story, right? I mean, it was only $10. 
I, I used a gift card for the cookies, so like everything else was free. But you guys, the reason I'm telling you this, it was so much fun. It totally made my day. Uh, like seeing the surprise on this bored kid's face at this slightly absurd tip, it totally made my day. It was a blast. And you remember in the reading, when the angel shows up to Zechariah in the temple, do you remember what the angel tells him? Tell him, you will have joy. And Zechariah doesn't believe them. And it just, doesn't it just kind of make you wonder like what had happened up to that point in Zechariah's life that it might be so hard for him to believe that this kind of joy was even possible for him. This idea of joy, um, it pops up here and there in our Bibles. It's not used a ton, that word joy, but it's used in big spots when it's used. Um, in the prophets, Nehemiah is speaking to a community. They've all gathered together to kind of regroup during a really tough time. Um, and scripture actually tells us that they've been weeping. That's the word that they use. Everybody's been weeping. And so they've gathered and Nehemiah talks to them for a while. And at the end, when he's sending them off, he says, and this is just really perfect for this week for us, I think. He says, go now, go and enjoy some good food and sweet drinks and, and send some to those who have nothing prepared for. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And then way, way fast forward to our New Testament, Paul writes from jail to a community in conflict in Philippi facing persecution and all kinds of struggles. He closes that letter, Paul does, by preaching joy. He actually commands them. He says, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. My favorite, though, is Psalm 100, which tells us, make a joyful noise. And I like this one best because unlike Paul, they're not commanding anyone to feel joy. They just say, make a joyful noise. And so maybe this was some sort of early understanding of brain body connectivity, like the smile till you feel like smiling, fake it till you make it type situation. Or maybe it's their way of telling us that joy, joy is different than other emotions. It's not like supersized happiness. And it's not the opposite of sadness. It's like something else altogether, something that can exist alongside or through other tougher emotions. Joy, in this view, is it's something that can be accessed at least partially by will. And it's something that can be received utterly surprisingly and totally apart from our, any of our own efforts through grace. Uh, there are several places in our Bibles that talk about joy, but there are only two places that talk about great joy. And you might know them already because Pastor John loves to talk about this. Did you know that he was rooting for us to change our name to Great Joy Lutheran Church? Not that unity isn't a good name, too. But anyways, there's two places that talk about great joy. We'll hear the first in just a few weeks 
when the angels announced Jesus' birth. Do you remember this? Good news of great joy, that's what they say. And then the only other time we hear it is Easter morning. Those women show up and they discover that the tomb is empty. They are filled with great joy. So Christmas and Easter, both times of great celebration for us now, hey? But um, times of great turmoil originally. Christmas, refugees, nowhere to stay, political conflict all around. And then Easter, death, despair, so much uncertainty, all of them trying to figure out like how they're going to move forward without Jesus there with them. I'm, I'm wearing special socks today. Melanie Rooney gave these to me for Christmas last year. Let me see if I can show them to you. Let's see. Ah, can you read that? Joyful. And there are two kinds of days when these socks are perfect. The first are those days when I wake up and I'm feeling awesome. These are great socks for those kind of days. But the other is when I wake up and I'm just not feeling it at all. These are great socks for those days too. Because biblical joy, it's not about denying the reality of our lives or our world or the full range of emotions that we very appropriately feel in response to everything we face. Biblical joy is a reminder that beyond everything we're facing before it and after it and through it, there is a deeper reality. And this deeper reality, it's filled with life and love and hope. That's what it's about. It's the reality of good news and great joy. And it is worth rejoicing in, no matter how we're feeling on any given day. So may we give thanks for any unexpected joy that finds its way into our lives this Advent season. But when it seems like maybe none is coming, and we roll up our sleeves, and make some ourselves. And most of all, may we know God's worst kept secret, which is that the cost of our joy, all we really need to do to make our own joy is to make just a little smidgen of joy for someone else. Amen. All right, let's make a joyful noise, my friends. Our song of the day, Hymn of Joy.